Wellness Conversations is a talk show for growing better in body, mind, heart and soul. Each week we hear a story and experiences that have shaped an individual's life in a way that empowers and heals them. With the aim that in hearing their story, it helps empower and heal us too. So come and join the conversation. My name is Michelle Scott. I'm the founder of our wellness community and uh, our wellness uh, conversations. You know, each and every week, uh, ladies and gents, we bring into the space a a gifted, talented uh, uh, practitioner, teacher, uh, coach, mentor, and uh, and we get to hear her story. And uh, she shares with us, uh, you know, some of the tools and some of the modalities she has uh, become a leading expert in and found along the way that can help us do better in life. But today I have an extra, an extra treat because I've got Victoria Cochran coming into the space. And uh, our beautiful Victoria is a psychic communicator, spiritual teacher, but also an author. So we're going to actually be talking about her new book, which is actually coming out on your 60th birthday, Victoria, The Book of Life. Yes. Yes, that's right. It's not the book of my life. It's just the book of life. The book of life. I love it. So welcome to the space. We're so happy to have you here, Victoria. And before we get to the book of life, you're going to share with us, how did you get here? Well, it's been a bit of a journey, but I would like to say thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on. It's just, uh, it's a thrill to be on your radio show. And I just think you're an inspiration yourself. So, yes, I'm a mother of three boys and a baby granddaughter and actually grew up in Melbourne. And uh, my husband, met my husband uh, when I went teaching down at Loch Nyora and became a farmer for a while. And uh, we moved down to Yanaki and we had two children in the foster hospital and two boys. We've got three boys. And then we moved to Tasmania and uh, had another son here. And for a long time, I just, I was a teacher and, uh, and a farmer and actually went through quite a fair bit of ill health. So had my thyroid out and postnatal depression after I had William. And it was a bit of a journey to kind of um, shed all of that. When uh, in 2007 and eight, I went down to Hobart to teach. Our two older sons were living down there. And that's where I discovered my gifts because uh, in the second year I was smelling cigarette smoke all around me and uh, was actually really driving me bonkers, to be honest. And uh, I did know, yeah, and no one else could smell it. And so long story short, I went to a few psychics and in the end I got in touch with Pa, who was my maternal maternal grandfather who died uh, just after we'd been married and so he'd been gone about 25 years and he taught me how to channel he taught me how to receive messages and then after that Archangel Michael came in and I saw he came in after I uh, started a spiritual development course and uh, after that I was on the train the spiritual train as I put it and uh, then I did Reiki 1 and 2 and I did advanced I did theta healing and advanced theta healing which is the modality brought in by Viana Stiebel where you go to the seventh plane and connect to divine energy non-religiously but in the spiritual development course on the very first night we were taken there so something special was afoot and it's been a bit of a it's been a long journey of um 
self-discovery and self-acceptance and uh, I didn't actually call it was 48 so they they say that uh, you're a wise woman when you're 53 well they brought me in early because the world needs people like you and I really to kind of inspire other people to awaken and to step into their own gifts and um, so it wasn't till I was about 51 that I'd finally accepted that I had pretty special gifts and um, and loved them and accepted myself and called myself Victoria instead of Vicky which Mm. really kind of um, bamboozled people who just known me as Vicky all their life Um, so uh, yeah so that's that's how it's been and I retired from teaching in um, 2018 gave up a really good wage but I just really knew that this is what I needed to do yeah, yeah. wanted to do and I just am so much happier I do a bit of relief teaching every now and again but this is just um, my path and so this is the way so I love uh, Victoria I love uh, so many things that you've uh, that you've said in um, in your introduction you know I'm always uh, I love our audience to hear our story because uh, I know you know that uh, you know we come to this path because we have been through something so I love how you say that uh, you know you uh, you went through depression and you had uh, you had you had that circumstance that uh, started leading you in the direction of what else and and uh, you know yeah. what more is is out there for me so it's just important for everybody to know that it's not about those of us that end up finding joy and as you just said you went on that uh, journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance you don't get there by sitting indoors and 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 not taking action you get there by you know yeah reconciling how you're feeling reaching out for some some help with that and then going mm. on that journey I love that Absolutely. And it was it was quite confronting in a lot of ways because in the particularly learning to be a theta healing practitioner, um, we were all taken through theta healings where we had to actually dump a lot of our baggage and yeah. kind of um and not just negative belief systems, but perhaps illusional belief systems where uh and I I had also been really um insecure I think all my life about who I was and whether people liked me or not and and stuff and I really it's so common and I see it so much with people now and that's but I couldn't be helping people now if I hadn't have gone through that first and I'm so grateful that it happened and at the time you know I always say to people transition's messy and when you are transitioning and closing a cycle and stepping into a new phase of your life people you leave people behind and you discover kind of things about yourself you'd rather not face and all kinds of things but once you've let go of the old everything is so much clearer and easier to step into so I love helping people do that but I couldn't have done it if I hadn't done it hadn't gone through the journey yourself and you know it makes sense doesn't it Victoria because as you said uh, you you were a teacher in the uh, traditional the traditional yes. uh, realm of teaching and uh, you know you had to go through quite an education to become a teacher you couldn't you don't just go from uh, you know wanting to teach and 
suddenly teach and you had to learn you had to become knowledgeable yes. you earned a degree and then you became a teacher and there was lots of uh, on the job training so it works the same way for us uh, as spiritual teachers and spiritual mentors doesn't it and then segues beautifully into your book so this is actually the fourth book you have written it wow. is the fourth book I've written and so I pa taught me how to channel and I started receiving messages and then I had to go through a bit of a, um, a thing about learning the different dimensions of consciousness and levels of um, levels of spirit that there are. And uh, so I work with masters and angels. I work through the creator. But a, a, a fourth plane entity came through first and wanted to channel through me. And my spiritual teacher at the time said, well, you know, some of that information will be true, but it's a bit like getting part of the elephant, not the whole elephant. And so um, that, that was a real journey of discovery for me of how to channel, how to be grounded, how to be connected to the higher source and how to trust myself and not just think that I'm making the whole thing up. And that's, that's a whole big thing in itself. And so going back to what you said about teaching the principles of teaching are always the same start with where the student is and build on what they know and not and not try to teach them something they don't know already and so once a teacher always a teacher and so I'm not a theta healing practitioner like I'm not a theta healing teacher I'm not really qualified as a spiritual teacher as such but I am a teacher and I am also a psychic channel that can also I'm a clairvoyant, so I actually see everything in meditation and can actually be that link between the physical and the metaphysical and, and uh, interpret, I guess, messages for people who are still learning to do that. Yes, and so, um, yeah, so the, the messages started coming through them from the masters, and the first two books were written in 2013, and the second one I re rewrote in 2016. And they're just really about how God is love and how we're all connected and how uh, we need to look after the earth and uh, love each other, which is not rocket science. And, and then the third book was about messages from other worlds and that was pretty incredible and hasn't really got out there a lot, but I do come across a few people occasionally who've said, oh, I've read all your books and just love them. Um, and so, which is lovely to hear, but so lovely, you know. And then the fourth one the book uh, has been three years in the making and um, because I do have a channelings blog victoriacochran44.com where I am always bringing through when I have time master, mm. uh, messages from the masters and sharing them with the public because they're very positive you know yeah. and just helping people to understand that there's always hope and there's always a way yeah, beautiful. Um, well, on that note, uh, we're going to uh, take a break and we'll be uh, back after that to, uh, to hear more from Victoria about the Book of Life. Welcome back to Wellness Conversations. My name is Michelle Scott and uh, Wellness Conversations is presented to you by our wellness community. And uh, our wellness community is an online centre for wellness in body, mind, heart and soul. Now, uh, we are talking to Victoria Cochrane and Victoria is a psychic communicator, spiritual teacher and author. And uh, Victoria, we are talking about uh, your newest creation, the Book of Life. Now, when's it launching? What's the launch date? Well, the launch is the 10th of November, 2020, which, which happens birthday. to be my 60th birthday. Wow. And uh, 
So we were really meant to be in Melbourne at that time in Dalesford at our middle son's wedding on the 14th of November and that actually is not happening hopefully early next year we hope yes so that's why I decided that I would launch it then and actually uh, will release it then so it's been released so it'll be released for distribution on the 10th of November and then on the 14th of November which is the Saturday I'm having a VIP launch where people can buy a ticket for $97 and get a copy of the book and a Fantastic. copy of the spiritual journal, which I have contributed to along yes. with you. Yes, wonderful. And wonderful. Um, uh, so the Book of Life. Yes, uh, let's talk about of, how, where did the yeah. inspiration come for the Book yeah. of Life? Well, I work with the creator, which is essence of love and unconditional love and it's the highest consciousness, which means that we are co-creators and every thought creates and so when you're connected to that higher source, uh, creation can be amazing. So the amazing thing that did happen was that uh, a book was plonked into my lap, which I could then go into like a child's book that had, uh, it was like a 3D, you know, book where you can go in. And I was shown mountains and oceans and rivers. And I'd done channelings before around the symbiosis of nature and how we can learn from nature and how, the river of how our blood is the river of life and actually when we have um, no problems with our circulation then we have full uh, full um, will to live and joie de vivre if you like and uh, blood problems or heart problems um, are blockages that then create a disequilibrium and disconnection and um, re- reduce our will to live and that kind of thing and that the uh, the ebb and flow of the oceans is like the ebb and flow of life what you know what comes goes and goes comes and the mountains how we can sit in the vortex of energy and actually really create that stillness and receive messages so so I, I love started... that so the book so, so the so the book uh, basically just downloaded you basically saw right uh, you know mm. All of all of the book, and if you had to describe it, uh, what words would you use to describe it? Is there a story? Is there a story that unfolds as as you take us on that journey uh, with the book of life, or is it more like a workbook? A, a... It's more like a. It, it's a little bit the same as the other books, but it gives universal knowledge and um, information as to how we are so connected to the earth and how if we listen to mother earth then we can actually work with her and not against her and but it's also a living meditation i think because there are that's a great way to describe it i love that well if we could all be living meditations where we're always connected to our ethereal self and to the love of the universe and to each other but also living in a physical body and and acknowledging that we have human emotions and all of that then we wouldn't be so quick to fly off the handle or to judge other people or we would be much more able to monitor our own thoughts and emotions and to control our reactions and responses to people and so the book is like it tells you how bees or and insects all work together for the greater good and if people did that then you know it's just all about that but the the living meditation it. part is that there's a meditation with each chapter each chapter Fantastic. and that came to me because 
it was like, well, that's all very well to tell us that crystals hold the energy for the earth, but how can we use crystals? Many people use crystals for healing and that, yes. but what if you could use energetic crystals that just fly um, onto your chakras and just heal you through meditation, which is very possible. <laughs> and there's a meditation for that. What if we could embody that stillness um, in the still point of the mountain? What if we could embody um, ascension or, or bring in our light body and start to get help from the masters? What if we could mm. um, kind of cut ties to all our karmic ties and actually bring better things into our lives? We can read about it, but let's then embody it in the meditation and mm. create a new uh, life for ourselves that way and that's mm. my real wish for the book is that people find it a real guide a, like a like a living meditation bible to help and and all the meditations are recorded and so I bought royalty free music and I've recorded them and there's a link at the back of the book but people who come to the VIP session will actually get a USB with the meditations on them which um so won't the, be a common um, thing so, Victoria, will the live session be in real life? Oh, I guess in Tassie you don't have uh, the restrictions we have here in Victoria. No, so I'm doing it online through Spiritual Events Directory. So I've been a presenter on Spiritual Events and Directory now for a couple of years, doing the, oh, well, maybe a year and a bit, doing um, the Spiritual Wisdom Hour, which is really just called that because it doesn't mean that I think I'm the sage of all wisdom. It's just about me helping people to access their own wisdom and to give information about how the chakras work or how yes. um, our consciousness, if we can raise it, we can create a better life for ourselves and that kind of thing. So I do that at 12 noon, which is, as we're recording this, is straight after this interview. Um, and, yes, yeah, so I'm doing it through Spiritual Events and Directory and Sarah's helping me with that. So it'll be online. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Lovely. So. And we'll be able to, uh, I'll have the links uh, on my page at Michelle Scott on air. Um, which will, uh, so, you know, for any and all out there that uh, want to hear more about uh, Victoria and the Book of Life, uh, you know, uh, the links will be there for you to join uh, Victoria's community. And they can also come to your uh, to your community on, uh, you know, on the web. Where can we find you on, yes. the, uh, on the web? Yes, so they can find me just at victoriacochran.com. Excellent. Mm. Nice and nice and easy. So I love what you've said there, um, Victoria, and how amazing that uh, you've got a book. You know, you get the book, but you also get uh, meditations at the end of each chapter, but you also get the audio. You can yeah. also actually access the audio. And I, I wanted to say, you know, absolutely. I mean, nature is full of all of the lessons that if we learn them, we would all be so much better off physically, mentally, absolutely. emotionally, spiritually. And you mentioned... Yeah that you talk of, you know, you do a little story on uh, on the bees. So is each chapter a part of nature that you write about and talk about and then relate back to how we live? Um, in the second section of the book, yes, it is. The first section, and that was the first section that came. And so there are about 10 chapters in there. And there, wow. I think there are 25 chapters in all, so 25 meditations. The first chapter is about ascension. Amazing. I write about ascension a lot. Yeah, it's, so that's why it's taken me a while. And I thought I'd finish it. And, um, and then I realised I hadn't because the third chapter talks about what's going on in the world at the moment and how we can use the meditations and the knowledge mm -hmm. in the other two chapters 
to actually rise above all the drama that's happening in the earth and make a difference, not add to the problem. And I think that's really important. Well, I'm telling you, you're going to be putting me down for uh, one of those. It sounds, uh, yeah, I love love that. That sounds absolutely awesome. Mm. We've only got time for uh, for that today on the Book of Life, but uh, once it launches, we're going to get you back into all of our um, our beautiful uh, spaces to uh, to hear more, and then we'll actually have the book to be able to talk through. And as Victoria said, we've also got the spiritual journal. That's coming out this week, 12 amazing contributors and myself and Victoria are uh, one of those, uh, one of the 12. Uh, We make up uh, two of the 12 and um, each chapter, isn't it, Victoria? Each chapter is uh, a fabulous modality, lots of tools to uh, journal uh, throughout the month and all of it's about, uh, again, as you said before, self-discovery, self-acceptance, self-love, self-belief. Yeah. All of that, yes, all and, of that. and my yeah, my part is channeling. So yes, you've got the channeling section. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's really just about automatic writing, and that's how I came into channeling. Was just to bring in uh, to put my mind aside and just accept whatever came into my mind and not try to analyze it until I read it later. And that's the art of bringing in messages. It's like a thought that's not your own. So I do. I give little invocations. Um, meditations and tips on how to trust and you know put your mind on the side and all that kind of thing so it's a it's a real user's guide Mm. thank you so much for joining us today uh victoria the book of life is uh going to launch on the 10th of uh, november and uh, you can find the links to victoria's community by visiting michelle scott on air Thank you. Yes, it's it. Just to clarify, it's releasing on the tenth, but it's launching on the fourteenth. Yes. Awesome. Mm. Beautiful. Yay! And we'll be back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. To Wellness Conversations. My name is Michelle Scott, and um, you can find me on Facebook at Michelle Scott on Air. So for the uh, beautiful Victoria Cochran that we've just had on the show, and now bringing into the space Cindy Grambo, you'll be able to find both of these uh, beautiful gifted women. Uh, links to their community on my page. So Wellness Conversations, Cindy, is all about how to grow better in uh, body, mind, heart and soul. And I am thrilled to bring you into the space. Um, Now, Cindy, I had, uh, of course, I had your uh, story right up here in front of me. I love that you have a bachelor degree, community mental health, alcohol and other drugs and a diploma of health counselling. You've also got, uh, you're also a certified Daring Way facilitator. So can't wait to talk about that. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thanks, Michelle, for having me. I'm really excited and honoured to be here. Thank you. (laughs) It is exciting because we love a chat, don't we? You and I, we spoke last week and (laughs) even just now, you know, we love to chat about uh, all of these different tools that have really helped us to grow better, but also they have shaped and uh, redefined and defined and fine-tuned us, you know, every step of the way. And we always start off with, Cindy, how did you get to here? How did you get to here? Yeah, um, so uh, like everybody, I have a little bit of a story to tell. So for me, um, my story began 15 years ago when I uh, had my beautiful baby daughter um, and experienced um, postnatal depression. This was the first time in my life that I experienced any type of anxiety or depression. 
Um, and um, it was really challenging. I spent some time in hospital, um, but whilst I was in hospital and even though I was very unwell at the time, I knew that I was given the gift of depression so that I would be able to help others. That, that was my calling and I felt that really, really strongly even though I knew I wasn't my best self at that time. I love I knew it, the that, gift of, of depression. Whew, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a challenging time, but a time where I was able to really dig deep, um, start to really accept some of my, my own truths and my story um, so that I could progressively move forward with my life and be my best, be my best self, be, be the best mum I could to my beautiful girl and the best wife I could to my amazing husband and all of the things that I, I aspired to do. Um, so, yeah, so that's a little bit about where I came I from. It. Yeah. I and then it. I started working in community mental health. I started working with mums with, um, with postnatal depression, uh, did some volunteering work and then went on to work um, at a local postnatal antenatal depression service as a lived experience worker and then went back, then decided that this was definitely my passion and something that I wanted to pursue. Then I went back to uni and um, then done most mostly community mental health organisations I've worked I've been working with. While I was studying, I uh, came to realise that I was somewhat a perfectionist, and this was starting to get in the way of my studies. And so my professor at the time handed me a book called The Gifts of Imperfection by Dr. Brené Brown. I fell in love with this book. It changed my life personally and professionally. And I was very, very honoured and grateful to go and do the Daring Way training in Sydney in 2016, which talks and teaches you all about the curriculum of uh, the Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Way and Rising Strong. Love it. I absolutely love it. And I love how every woman that comes into this wellness space has a story, um, has a, a way in which they have evolved into uh, better versions of themselves, but they didn't get to do that without going through some kind of darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of darkness. And we know that with resilience, we can't build resilience if we don't have adversity. Beautiful. Yes. So we have, we have yes. to have the hard things to, A, appreciate that it was hard and, yes. B, grow and move from that and evolve from that, but then, C, um, be able to reflect that that was actually a really hard time and now I'm in a good space. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. And so do you think, uh, you know, my son and I talk about this all the time, Cindy. I wonder if uh, you and your children have these conversations as well, that, uh, you know, the generations, uh, the millennials, the millennials, uh, you know, that are up and coming now that, uh, you know, our helicopter parenting has uh, robbed them a little bit, a little bit of that, uh, some of that adversity, the way that we, uh, you know, have moved them around. We tend to... uh, my generation of, of parents tended to move their children away from all of the conflict, both within and outside of school. And uh, it, it, it sort of seems to be that uh, we've created uh, a generation perhaps that uh, don't know, don't know how to solve problems for themselves, don't know how to meet adversity. Adversity. Is there a word called adversity? <laughs> I love that little bloopers. Uh, lucky for me, I don't have those. Uh, I, I don't have those perfectionist uh, that perfectionism running throughout me anymore. Thank goodness, Sydney, Cindy. It's so, what so do good. you think? Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I think that what I've learnt 
um, and not necessarily what I do. So I think there's a difference. <laughs> um, I, I read a, an amazing book by Glennon Doyle called Love Warrior. Yes, and she's she talks, great. She's amazing. And she talks a lot about how we do move our children away from pain and we do want to protect our children we from do. pain. Yes. And we desperately want to do that. But at what cost? Yes, exactly. So that they've got, we, we need to be teaching them that life is hard. Life is hard. Life is full of obstacles and challenges. And, and it seems after 2020, there'll be more. Absolutely. There'll be more for them to deal with. But you know what? We can do hard things. Yes. And we do do hard and things. And we do do hard things. I and we love think it. That, well, we think we never get through it, but we actually do. We're so it's, resilient. It's, we're so resilient and we are born with that resilience and if we can nurture that instead of trying to do the pleasing, proving, perfecting, performing, Ooh, all of it. those things and then we can set our children up to go, you know what, I know this is hard but you are brave. Yes. I love that. Pleasing, proving, perfecting. Perfecting, performing. <gasps> performing. Mm -hmm. We do that for others all the time, don't we? We do. I love how you've put that. I love it when, uh, you know, you sort of uh, hear something in a different way and it really just resonates uh, and and makes sense. So we've got so much that we can talk to you about, but uh, we're going to have to get you back on uh, future sessions to do that because today, actually I did want to uh, ask though, you know, because I know that uh, values are so important personally mm. and then when it comes to uh, our wellness spiritual holistic business it's important to have some values around that mm. and mm. I see on your website um, Cindy that uh, you've got your values on there you've got kindness courage and integrity and I love the story you told about your logo could you share some of that with us Sure. So I think the first thing is um, when uh, the therapist at the time was asking me about what, 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 what do I value? I was like, oh, that's easy. My, my children, my husband, my family, my friends. She's like, no. I'm like, oh, um, I don't know what you mean. And she said, yep, yeah, they're values. Yep. They're, they're sort of, we already know that. I'm yeah. talking about the way that you want to behave in the world. Yes. What, how do you want to be in this world? And I was like, oh, um, yes. <laughs> I'm not I quite sure about, about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, again, when, when I, it, it took me quite the process to come up with those top three values. And so when I was, when I was designing my values workshop, which is what I, one of the things that I do at Embrace is I've, I fine tuned that to be able to come up with your three top values. And I think what's important about knowing your three top values is that they inform every decision that I make. Exactly. That, that, that lens of kindness and courage and integrity is with me all the time yeah. because when I make decisions about whatever it might be outside of that, it does, yeah. I don't feel comfortable. I might feel resentment. I might feel sadness. I might feel disappointed because I sold myself short or I sold my values short of what I really believe, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes, I, it does make sense, absolutely. And, and, and in some ways it can be frustrating to have your values at the forefront because sometimes I don't mm. feel like being kind, Michelle. Yes, exactly, <laughs> true. But I need to have the courage 
to stay in my integrity so that I can stay kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's really important to me. And so I really wanted, when I was designing my private practice, I really wanted those values to be at the forefront of my practice of how I work with people. Yeah. How and awesome. so when I was designing my logo, I also wanted, because my recovery journey is such a huge part of Embrace, it's such a huge part of, of me um, as a as a, as a counsellor. Yeah. And so um I decided with my logo that I would have the icons of my recovery journey, the things that really made those pivotal points in my mental health. Um, and so the first one was a peace symbol. I had to make peace with my past. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. These things are hard. Mm. <laughs> None of the things that I'm talking about are easy. I had to... Um, I'm really connected to colours and when I was unwell, I lost my sense of colour, which I was telling you about at a previous time that we were chatting. Um, and so I had to learn to live in that grey area yeah. where things are not good or bad, positive or negative. But going through the ebbs and flows of those positive times and those negative times. Um, obviously, I had the little infinity symbol, um, which was important to me. I had the little semicolon, which is a depression icon. Oh. Um, and I also had the symbol for acceptance and self-acceptance. Perfect. And they were, all, they were all really pivotal. Um, for me, I can still remember being in that hospital room um, and really pushing back on service, really pushing back on um, I'm fine. I don't need any help. If everyone would just leave me alone, I could just deal with this. I, I just need some sleep. I just need this. I just need yeah. that. Um, but what I what I really knew in my heart was that I needed to accept where I was, mm. and Beautiful. I had to ex I had to accept the diagnosis, mm. and that was really challenging for me. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. really challenging for people who 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 have a diagnosis of anything really. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And so. I did like an acceptance sign yes. and that was really helpful. So helpful. And on that note, we're going to take a break and be right back. My name is Michelle Scott and this is Wellness Conversations brought to you by our wellness community and online centre for wellness in body, mind, heart and soul. And we are talking to uh, the gorgeous Cindy Grambo. And Cindy, just before we went to uh, a break, we talked about uh, accepting, you know, that acceptance acceptance is so difficult uh, all of the many the imperfections we have to accept the imperfections we have to accept where we are at and um and you know you were talking about how that can be really difficult to do uh, it's hard to be vulnerable uh, which would lead us beautifully into uh, Brené Brown's work and it also leads us into you know you have to be brave to uh, to accept where you are at and you've got a beautiful program the acronym is braving let's talk about yes. that Yes. So um, when Brene was developing her research um, around, you know, with the gifts at Daring Way, Rising Strong and Braving the Wilderness, um, she came across um, some really important elements, which obviously one of them is vulnerability. Yeah, yes. it's really, it really, really super important. And when we start to think about the definition of vulnerability, it's uncertainty, risk and emotional exposure. Um, and we don't know the outcome. We don't know what's going to happen, okay? So vulnerability mm. is really, really challenging for lots and lots of people. Scary. 
it can be so scary. And I think that when we start to think about vulnerability and 2020 has brought us this huge space for vulnerability yes. because it's the first thing that I want to see in you, Michelle, but it's the last thing that I want you to see in me. Yes. Yes. So true. Because I need to see that you're real and authentic yes. and genuine. Yes. Because you know how you were saying before about those little bloopers? They're what make it imperfectly perfect. Yes. Because people can relate. Yeah. So yes. vulnerability is really important. Um, and so Brene was starting to do some work around. So what what one of the things that had come up was around trust. And so what, what she uh, worked out through her research was we know what trust is. We kind of know what it feels like when someone says, I don't trust you. Yes. That doesn't necessarily feel good. But then where do we go to from there? Because there's been a bit of a rupture in the relationship, hasn't there? And it's like, how do I go back from there? Yes. I'm either going to tell you to shut the front door because <laughs> the relationship's finished and we can't go any further. <laughs> But maybe there's another option. And I think that when we can start to understand and have some more community lang language around how we talk about trust, that's when we can make the difference to whether we repair that rupture yes. or the rupture is severed. Yes. And this is so, what I loved about it when we talked about it last week. I loved that there were different levels to trust because, you know, um, yeah, there's, there's, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Absolutely. And so we need to think about um, how we can talk about trust in a way that people understand for a start what the expectation is and also for us to be able to process because um, the acronym that I'm going to be sharing with you is called BRAVING. Yeah. It's B-R-A-V-I-N-G, okay? Yeah. And it stands for boundaries, reliability, accountability, vault, integrity, non-judgment and generosity wow okay they're the elements that make up how we can talk about such a big topic wow. okay so the first one is boundaries yeah these are easy yeah not <laughs> okay easy, easy to make not not as easy to uh, stand by them <laughs> correct but basically with boundaries it's around what's okay and what's not okay yeah okay and so when you're not clear about what's going on in the situation that we're in, that you'll ask questions. Yeah. That's really important. And the bigger one in this boundary section is that you're willing to say no. Yes. Now, when we're pleasing, proving, perfecting, performing for others, it's really challenging to say no. It really is. It really, really is. So that's boundaries. Reliability. You will do what you say you will do. Yeah. That's the definition of reliability. <laughs> and it always yes. makes me laugh because I think it's so, that's the definition of reliability, but yet we're not reliable. No, um, because how often do I say I'm not going to eat that donut and I go right ahead and do so? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we're not relying on ourselves. Um, so potentially at work, that might mean something like, I'm aware of my competencies and I'm not overcommitting. Because when you overcommit, whether it be at work, professionally, personally, at home, in a club, if you're a, a you know, a coach, whatever it is, yeah. when we overcommit, we underdeliver. Mm. Yes. 
Yes. And then, you know, it's hard to balance those competing sort of priorities that you've got and that can be really challenging. Yeah. Then we've got accountability. This one's always tricky. Yeah. Owning your mistakes. Mm, Yes, that's a big journey. It's a big one. Part of that accountability, though, is, yes, you're owning your mistakes. Yeah. Saying sorry. Saying sorry is difficult, isn't it, sometimes? Um, and I, I, and and making amends. Yeah. yeah. So it's one thing to say, and I'm sure all of you, all the listeners have heard an ingenuine sorry before. Yes. <laughs> they kind of it's, sound like this, sorry. Yeah. Sorry or, about that. Or I'm sorry you feel that way. Sorry you feel that way. It's really different to accountability and really doing a difference because I want I want you to know that I am genuinely sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> and and how in the future of our relationship would it best be me for me to be able to address that so that you know I'm taking this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um then we've got the vault. You don't share any information or experiences that are not yours to share. Yeah. That can be tough too. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Because I need to know that my confidences are kept with you. Yeah. Because what I do know is if I I share something with you, Michelle, and then you go and tell somebody else, the chances of you sharing my stuff as well as sharing the other person's stuff are really high because you've already demonstrated that to me. That's exactly right. And I've often thought that over the years too. If if, uh, that person's telling me stuff, then how can you be rest, you know, assured that they wouldn't share the stuff that, yeah, it's, it's again, and we, we do all of this in little ways depending on who we're with and where we are because sometimes there was a great book actually um, I read uh, last year and he talked about what you're saying here, the, pe- the pleasing, the proving, and that sometimes you would uh, want to be a particular way. You'd have a certain value, but then you get into a group and, in, and, and to fit in, you might actually, um, what's the word? You might actually go against your values to fit in. You might say something that you know you shouldn't say, wouldn't say otherwise, but you're trying to impress. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's a really um, important point because in Brene's book, uh, Belonging to the Wilderness, yeah. what she discovers is that we belong to ourselves mm. and that when we have to move away from our authentic self, that's fitting in. But yeah. when you have a sense of belonging, that group will encourage you to be exactly how you are. Wow. I love it. They're big. They're big. They are big. They are. Um, integrity. Integrity. This is Brene's definition of integrity, and I absolutely love it. You choose courage over comfort. You choose what is right over what's fun, fast or easy. And you choose to practice your values rather than simply professing them. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. It's really, really on point for me, that that definition. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's a a truly amazing human. Um, And then we've got non-judgment. Now, this is really challenging when we like to do it as much as we do. We do. We do. I do like to watch some of those uh, trashy shows and do nothing but judge. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, with non-judgment, it's about asking for what you need. Yep. 
um, and asking for what you need in a way that you don't feel judged. Mm. And that's hard. Yeah. Yep. And then the last one is generosity. And this, again, is a really challenging one too. But when we think about generosity, it's about extending the most generous assumption and interpretation of the intentions, words and actions of others. Wow. Beautiful. And you actually, Cindy, you run this as a workshop. It's also a talk, a presentation. You've actually uh, facilitated this at a number of corporations and community communities in, in, in yeah. communities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. And I can see, uh, you know, you've got your... Um, your beautiful, uh, uh, what you offer there. You do individual support sessions, transformational workshops, and, of course, then you've got the at uh, the Daring Way. And, um, oh, I'd love it. So uh, anybody out there looking to uh, book uh, an inspiring uh, speaker such as um, uh, Cindy, you must uh, come to Michelle Scott on air uh, on Facebook. You'll see the links to Cindy's community. But uh, that was awesome. I wish we had more time. We're going to have to get you back. In all our, our beautiful, I'm so excited about today's session. We've had, uh, you know, this is the second uh, inspiring, thought-provoking uh, session that we've had, conversation that we've had. So uh, yeah, just to leave our audience with, uh, what would you want to uh, leave our audience with um, in this session, Cindy? In this session, I'd like to leave the audience, I want them to have a think about being enough. <gasps> yes. Perfect. Just Absolutely. as they are. Just as they are. Not, not when I get the to-do list done, not when I get everything done, I am enough right now just as I am and worthy of love and belonging. Mm, perfect. Thank you so much for joining our Wellness Conversations today, Cindy. Thank you for having Michelle. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> so much fun. And to Casey Radio community, we will be back with Wellness Conversations at next Tuesday, 3 to 4 p.m.